Slob Talk Radio. Bang, bang. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I don't know that was my fault. I am the banging noise. Well, the bang, yeah. <laughs> I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hi. And, man, I, I hope people can hear us. I've got a, I've got a text out to a few people who I know. That's uh, right. One person in specific. I specifically know listens, and they're going to let us know if they can hear us or not. Right. Uh, you know, you would think that, not that anyone needs to hear this, but you would think that upgrading stuff would make everything easier, right? we got a new computer, we're running this through, and, and it makes and it... it's a great-looking computer, but... And it makes everything a million times harder for trying to get this to work. So yeah. that's... <laughs> the more technology progresses, the harder it is to do everything. Which is just bizarre. The old computer that we had, plug something in, boom. Yeah. Done. They don't make it like they did and, three years ago. And no, now it's like now an it's hour on tech support. Yeah. Um, okay, so this week uh, we are, and you know, I have to say, thanks for tuning in. Happy holidays and everything. Happy holidays, and right. uh, for those who are here, once, I mean, yeah. once again, uh, you know, the holiday season throws us as much as yeah. everybody else. So here's the two weeks in a row. That uh, <laughs> you know the show the show went up. You didn't know the show existed until <laughs> like two hours ago. So right. that is not the way we should do that. But anyway, uh, we'll get back. It, to it's normal. it's been a uh, crazy holiday season, and this week now actually you just got here. We got technical problems going on right, every which way. So I didn't even have a chance to ask you. No. Uh, did you watch Mr. Banks? No. Okay. So we will do a little bit of Mr. Banks because that's getting a little old at this point. Right. But mainly we're doing Secret Life of Walter right. Mitty. And who knows, with our with our babbling, around. we may not get <laughs> who knows. We may not get anywhere else. And uh, mostly we're we're really doing uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's like a Ben Stiller kind of almost yeah. vanity project slash passion project kind of a thing. He was really into making this movie for a long time yeah. and, and finally you know I don't know it all came together and a bit of a foot race too because he wasn't the only one it was uh, Spielberg's company right. they wanted to get it and they just they lost steam on it so right and uh, and it's it's a it's a complicated thing to uh, figure out exactly what you're going to do with it so yeah. that had a lot to do with actually both of them uh, having things get pushed back because right. what direction are you going to go with it right. everything. so um Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and then uh, possibly Mr. Banks, which is is weird in a way, because, to me, because uh, you've got one movie that's like this sort of uh, passion project of a guy uh-huh. who wants to make a movie, and then Mr. Banks is like the movie the of a passion right. project right. kind of a thing, so I don't know, it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then I think next week... Now, next week, not a whole lot, I think, comes out. But there are still other things that we haven't covered. So we've got, like, Wolf of Wall Street and uh, something else, I think. Which I've heard. We had a we had an interesting talk. We saw Walter Mitty last night. And right, right before we saw the film, we were talking about the Wolf of Wall Street extensively. Right. Specifically because you had some in- interesting information from the local <laughs> theater. But because they're giving, giving more money back to people than they can remember. I, I started talking to somebody time. about it on Twitter, and a friend of mine was telling me, She'd just seen it, and she loves it. She really, and she said the theater she saw it in, which was not empty, not moderately full, but pretty close to sellout, and they applauded the end of it. And I and I said to her, "That's wow, really crazy," because I'm hearing everything on the whole spectrum of responses for this film, and right. it's so rare outside of a film that's like a genre film, like The Hobbit, right. or some fanboy kind of film specifically, like some Batman film. Do you right. hear anybody applaud? any film anymore. Oh, yeah. Right. And to hear that reaction from her uh, showing was really, really interesting to me. And I told her some of what we had talked about, which is just just Martin Scorsese uh, alone is enough to get me and you into a, into a theater. But now the running a, a list of different feelings, people wanting their money back, people leaving in disgust, people applauding it. Like, I'm more curious than ever to just see it on that alone. 
Right. Well, so yeah, exactly. And uh, we were talking about that, and it's funny because we started talking about it specifically because uh, the <laughs> the theater was was basically telling us that they they've been giving back back money all day. Right. People asking for refunds. And uh, and there there are the critical response to the movie really kind of is absolutely everywhere. All, yeah. there, there's every response uh, by critics to this movie. Some people love it. Some people say uh, this showcases how awesome Leonardo DiCaprio is and it's brilliant and some people are saying it's it's crap, and right. and if only they weren't critics, they would get their money back too. Right. Except they like have to actually watch <laughs> yeah. it, you know, stuff like yeah. that, and everything in between. I yeah. mean, and and some people that are going, yeah, right, it's well, all right, it's okay. I guess, yeah. whatever. We, so it, it's very weird. I'm pretty curious. Sorry. So we'll we'll probably be doing that next week, um, and then the week after that is this really obnoxious bastard week that that we have to because oh. it's all these movies hit her yep. lone survivor right. and august osage county all hit the same week yep. and all are you know movies that count for this year right even though, right. and, and, and they all don't come out until then so yeah so all of those movies will have to have some coverage and i think uh I guess we'll have to try and fit them all into it, one week. It should be easy to run the gamut on a couple of those, but I have a feeling her is going to be the one we talk about. Oh yeah, extensively for sure. You know, but but uh, uh, the other two are worth talking about sure. anyway. Now, yeah. August Osage County—that is a movie that's sort of in the realm of like Steel Magnolias and Fried Green Tomatoes or something. Right. It is like chick movie <laughs> monstrosity, whatever. So. It's not going to be the biggest movie ever, right? Right. But you're going to have a lot of people who really love it and want to know about it, and Julia Roberts and all the you right. know, huge cast that's involved in everything. And then Lone Survivor is getting a lot of attention, too. Yeah. And people are saying, that's the next great thing. But so next week, we're, we're probably going to be doing Wolf of Wall Street and maybe something else. Yeah. The week after that, we've got to try to figure out how to do three movies in one <laughs> week. And the week after that, I think we're pretty much going to have to start hitting a movie and something. We're going to have like we we got to get like our best list, our right. worst list, our special awards. And I right. wanted to uh, throw this out to uh, the people who are listening and emailing us, and the people who have we we've gotten a lot of emails about uh, questions, comments, responses, whatever, about Best of the Year and the awards and stuff like that. And I really figure, uh, and I said this last week too, that you know we'll save that for when we're doing that show, right. and then we'll have your question. All, yeah. And uh, you know, actually, I got uh, <laughs> I got two interesting emails. One of which I will talk about real quick. The other one is about um, Scarlett Johansson. And we got an email. We got an email from someone who said that uh, they're kind of pissed at the Golden Globes. Yeah, because how dare they? Because they said she can't be nominated. Right. And real, actually, the question was, is that going to be the same for the Academy Awards? And uh, because the Broadcast Film Critics Association for the Critics' Choice Movie Awards, you know, she got no, she got right. the nomination. And I don't think it is. I think at this point. If the Academy was going to declare such a rule, they would have already, already let people done. know that right. that was happening, right. um, even though you know their nominations are always. And it would have leaked because someone would have said, right? Know, Somebody be talking about it. Into right. A new rule that says she can't be nominated. Right. So don't right. look to her. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then my my thoughts are at this point uh, she's going to get it. Yeah. Because <laughs> because right. uh, once the uh, Critics' Choice nominates her, you know, she, she's already got the SAG behind her, and there's, right. you know, all sorts of other and this is critics a, groups and various, you, you know, things that have already... Right. And, and, you know, i got to tell you, because uh, it's it's actually so... She actually deserves it. It'd be one yeah. thing if you were going, ah, whatever, Just there's a point rule, of principle. who cares, right, right. Right. Keep it clean. No. But it's actually so cool. She is so good yeah. in the movie, and 
and, and this whole well, we did see your face, and this could bring know. down the Golden Globes. Hopefully, <laughs> that, that, that would be all that would be awesome. Um, we have we have confirmation that we're on the air fine. So, oh great, okay, so that's good. Yeah. Um, and the one other thing that I wanted to say because uh, we you know we try to get to the emails as much as we can, right? We love the emails. Uh, so I got an email, <laughs> and. Uh, it was from uh, a guy named Kyle, okay, who didn't say where he was from. You have to say Kyle, where you're from because on. that is so much more fun. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll probably email back. Right. And uh, at some point, I guess this was by now probably like five or six or seven shows ago. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I made some comment. It might have even been yeah, longer ago. Always I, I don't always bringing in the noise. I made a comment about uh, rules of engagement. The show rules of engagement. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and I said something about you know that show won't die even though <laughs> no one watches, watches it. it. It's yeah. like I season after season of coming out yeah. on, on that and you know TV related things. I don't remember why I was talking about it. <laughs> I don't remember the the point I was yeah. making or something. But I do remember I said it's it's like. Uh, Something was like one of those shows that just won't die, right. and it's like enough people watch it that you go fine, whatever. Yeah. But it's not a big rating thing, and it's uh, it's CBS, I think. Right. Right. And uh, y- you know they stick behind their shows or whatever, and as long as it's doing good enough, and right. it's not like getting Emmy nominations right. all over the place right. or stuff like that. And uh, and you know the weird thing is, is that uh, Patrick Warburton is uh, one of the stars, and I love him right. in general. Right. And uh, David Spade. Anyway, I said something about and Kyle got on you. I, exactly. I said something about how that show just won't die. Yeah. And and then later on, I think you were talking about and you're like I've seen it a couple times or something like that, and I said, well, you know, I haven't seen it that much either. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I'd watched some episodes, but it's kind of like uh, when I was talking to you about some other show, and you had never, like, watched it from the beginning. You just had seen a show here, here or there or whatever, yeah. and that's where I was at Rules of Engagement. Yeah. I never even watched, I think, any episodes of it until it was, like, at yeah. least two seasons in or something. And I, yeah. and I said, okay, fine, it's sticking around, I have to see what's going on. And I watched the episode, and I was like, whatever. Right. And, yeah. and I had watched a few episodes, but not very many. And he, and he said, he sent me an email and said, Guess it's what? not fair. Right. You haven't watched the show. Now you're giving a crap. Right. And uh, it's it's on Netflix. Right. So catch up and see the joy. Start at the beginning and watch the thing. And I challenge accepted. There you go. We have <laughs> a challenge here. And... And I started watching it from the beginning. In the last month, you have been challenged to read some books, watch some <laughs> that's shows. Right. That's right. And you have stood up to it, and you've done it. So That's right, because, you know, as long as somebody's given me something to do that I can avoid doing other things, right. then I'm good to go. And so, anyway, so I have been, you know, watching like a couple of episodes a day at when I'm going right. to bed on Netflix or whatever. I'm giving it real attention. For a while. And, yeah. I, and I I watched some episodes. I'm like, well, maybe. Because, you know, you know what it made me think of is right. that I keep trying to get you to watch British television. Yeah, good luck. And you keep going, I saw an episode of that once and then it right. sucked or I've whatever. Been, yeah, and no, I hate British television. I'm, whatever it is. I'm, I've taken your challenge. I'm, I'm getting to it. And anyway. But it just made me think yeah. of that. Right, yeah. like I'm bagging on this show, and there right. are other people going. You didn't even watch it. Right. You just hate it. And okay, so challenge accepted. I watch a show, and I, you know, I've gotten through the first season. Actually, is only seven episodes. So apparently, apparently, it was just like a end of the year replacement like thing, and then yeah. finally got and then got picked up for a real season. Yeah. So I've watched like a couple of seasons, even though it's not as many episodes. And you know, it's actually really funny. Really? So now you now you've I come around. I got I got called out. This and, is awesome. And I was that's, that's I great. was wrong. That's great. I don't know how well it stands up to the idea that really is a counter where that it shouldn't be dead by now. 
because I don't know if it holds up like for years. And years. It, it's got a lot of seasons at this point. That's I mean, market. Are you screaming? Starting at home? starting at the beginning where I started watching it again. Right. That's going back a long way. I think it's you yeah. know, it's got to be like seven or eight seasons yeah. at this point. It's think. it's been on for a long time, right? <laughs> it won't die. So uh, you know, does the end mm-hmm. really justify it still being on? I don't know. But the first couple of seasons are really fun, yeah. and Patrick Warburton is really good. Well, I think I think Kyle got his point across, which is easy for a critic to do, specifically movies, because sometimes what we see, you know, a book critic will look at things, or a TV critic will look at stuff and just be like, who's involved? Well, I right. never like that writer, so it's going to be drivel anyway. Or right, the, right. the cast that has David Spade in it. He's never funny. Right. We look at trailers and we see things and we make a judgment and we kind of go on that. And then you see the film, or you don't see the film, and you still rate it like, you know not necessarily the time of year to bring up Ebert, but um, <laughs> he was knocking out reviews yeah. and not seeing movies near the end there. So yeah. it, it's good to be reminded that you have to kind of stand up and be like, okay, I actually didn't see this, but it looks like crap. Right, exactly. Uh, so I had seen probably five or six episodes yeah. in my life, and then now I, I'm fine, and I so watched it. season two or three? And it's really funny. I think I'm, a, I'm like a couple into season three yeah. or something like wow. that. And it's it's weird because it's actually really funny. Now, I will say this, though, that there are episodes where that whole episode will go by and I'll go, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if I if I had just said, okay, fine, I'll watch another episode, and I just watched that one, I would still be going, yeah, guess what, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Because there are some episodes that are a little not, not that interesting, yeah. and they're kind of weak. But overall, like, watching through it, it's... It's, it's really, funny. it's really well, funny, and uh, and David Spade's okay. Uh, he's not necessarily one of my favorite guys, anyway. But yeah. it's really just the character that he plays. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little over the top for me to find all that funny, but it's you know I don't know. It's still it's good. Yeah, cool. Anyway, so that was all right, Kyle. There you go. So send more emails. Right. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I, I will say this: you um, haven't watched Saved by the Bell. Go back. And <laughs> yeah. Really. Smurfs and snorks are really better than you think they are. Uh-huh. We we do sometimes put a foot in our mouth, and somebody will call us on it, and we will yep. we'll check it out. We are very good about the due diligence, and you have been certainly carrying that banner, reading these books and seeing these shows. Hey, if someone sends an email, uh, if I someone takes the time mm-hmm. and bothers yep. to send an email and say, hey, look, right, you don't I'm, know what you're I'm talking calling about. you out. Right. Well, then I'm going to... Right, we're going to take care of it. Because, you know, on the one hand, I might want to watch it and go, nope. See, right. I was right, right, but how can you then say you were right, right. if you don't That's if you true. don't take the challenge? That's so true. you know, if somebody uh, emails us and says, uh, "What was that movie?" God, now I can't. I've, I'm I've, shadows. I have done such a good job of blocking it out of my mind. Oh God, which that now I can't even remember it. Uh, you know, the alien thing that <laughs> we hated. You know, aliens. The, the prequel to Alien. Oh, or what the hell God, is that called? No, I'm not, I will not bring this Ridley Scott film up. Right, exactly. If, oh, Prometheus. Yeah, no, I don't talk about Yeah, it. if somebody emails us and says, you just didn't watch that right or something, you, you, need, to, you need to watch it again, yeah. I might say, no, I don't think I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I need to take right. that chance. Anyway, all right, let's get on to uh, Walter Mitty. Um, but as I said, Questions at areyouscreening.com, and, you know, you got... This is a good time, actually, because you have opinions on award season and on what's the best of the year and worst of the year, and we're going to be coming up with that. And, actually, I did want to say, if you've been listening to us for a really long time... Thanks. Then then you know... Yeah, right. Then you're awesome. First of all, thank Um, you. You know that we have our very special awards, and the second annual... I don't even know what we call our awards, but you can't win this. So we have, that's right, uh, the award for people who can't win awards. We have, our special version of the awards is uh, we pick to give awards to uh, just the big things, right? Best director, best film, best director, uh, best screenplay, best actor, best actress. So just those five things. And it is... The uh, we pick someone to try and give the award to who can't get nominated for the award. Right. Whatever it is, 
someone that we think did a great job, a movie that did a great job, a director that actually does a great job of directing, but that movie will never get no chance, will never be yeah. one of the ones to get nominated, and we give them more. And right. uh, like last year, Looper picked up quite a few of our awards right. because that's a movie that I thought in many ways was just wickedly impressive. Skillful, great. In, in so many ways. And, uh, category in the and like uh, uh, just Gordon-Levitt, right. he was fantastic in that, but that he can't possibly yeah. get nominated. So... So that's coming up, and uh, the reason that I mention it is uh, I would love for people to email us and say, you know, here's one that maybe I think, you know, for your consideration. Right. Have throw your voice into the mix and let us know what you're thinking about for the that very specific award category type craziness that we do. Yeah. I'd love to hear some people say, I saw this movie and I know that it's not. You know anything that's getting any award attention, but right. you know she was really great she in it, great or in it was really well directed, or you know whatever. Yeah. Okay, so uh, moving right along, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. So, uh, so uh, Ben Stiller. Yeah. And uh, Kristen Wiig, uh, all kinds of people. Yeah. Sean Penn. Movies uh, full. <laughs> I, I loved Sean Penn. He this was is awesome. so weird. He's, he's barely in it, but he's it got, was he's it was awesome. Great. Um, and uh, we should get right to the ratings because yeah. that's what we're supposed to do. Right. Um, I think you know. So clearly, oh, this is torn. this is not a remake, right? Right. Of the uh, uh, Danny Kaye classic, which I love. Right. I, I think that's such a great movie. Yeah. And Danny Kaye is so good in it. He is. And he's not even necessarily anyone. I mean, this is like old movie, right? right. And like he's, he's not actually necessarily somebody that I go, oh, I love him. And right. Like everything, I'm right? a big Danny Kaye fan. No, I, I'm kind of not. But in this in in this movie, he he was so spot on and awesome in it. So I've got that going into this movie, right? Right. And it's very much not a remake. It's, right. Uh, it, no. it, it, it's only in like a kind of circumstantial way it, it, that it's the same thing. The core all, idea. The right? core idea is a mousy guy who lives in his <coughs> vicarious fantasy. Right, yeah. right. I mean, that's basically as close to the K version as you That's get. all you get. And it's uh, it, it's the same sort of thing where he just, he zones out right. and has these daydreams and you see his daydreams. Right. And that happens in this. And other than that, there's not much very problem. little relation to the things, right? Um, but so... I think I am kind of torn, actually, because, once again, and I say this a lot, uh, I wish I could like it more, and I don't. <laughs> so, not that, not that I hate it or anything, um, I did like a lot of it, and I kind of like the theory of it, and there's... Uh, I don't know. There's some stuff that's like a little too easy for me, and I'm not about to give it a really bad rating. But mm-hmm. but I still wish that I could give it more. And I think I'm pretty solidly like seven. Ah, oh, that was a little more than I thought. I oh, thought you were gonna one. say. I thought you were gonna say about a six. No, I think I think I'm pretty good at seven. There's a lot of it that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it that I thought was uh, a lot of fun. Then there was a lot of it that I felt like. Uh, you know, Ben Stiller just wanted to do this. Yeah. Uh, he he like just wanted to do this scene. Yep, yep. yep. That's the one that stands the, out. The hard. skateboarding uh, down the really, huge road yeah. that, we, like that we have to watch for a while. Right? He, I'm like, he's gone all the way to You Iceland know, we don't it. really need that at all. Yeah. And it's just Ben Stiller going, you know what I want to do? Right. I and, do this. Yep. And, it, and it doesn't it doesn't really do anything either. Yeah. And there are a couple of those, really. There are. You know, there was uh, there was kind of one point where I was I was going, does he, you know, need to be on this mountain at this point or whatever? And it's just, yeah. you know, I, know. I, I just kind of had this feeling in the back of my mind of Ben Stiller going, I have a movie budget, uh, right. and here are some places I want to go. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, he, and and it and it just took me out of things, you know. Yes. But still, I really like the 
the premise and the theory that they're working on and everything. But there were some problems for me, and there were some weird aspects of it. Yeah. But a lot of it, I was having fun, too. And so it it ultimately kind of makes it like I wish I could give it a little higher. Yeah. But I think it's really pretty solidly seven for it, me. It's a really frustrating movie because it's, it is a good time, and it does what it does well, very well. But it's a really uneven movie. And it it never fully bored me, but it never really engaged me. Yeah. It, as it as it kind of as it kind of hit like these ebbs and flows. Like when I was starting to feel really bored, it did something and finally realized it and got out of it. And as I was starting to get really drawn into it, it just kind of felt like it had to pull back from it right. for some reason. And that was that was really frustrating. But I we saw it last night, and everybody in the crowd seemed to really enjoy it. There yeah. Was a lot of but there was a lot of laughter and I think this is going to be one of these films that when you look at a site like Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic the critics are going to be pretty hard on it and I think you're going to see a lot of the like audience is going to be like this was great right because in a way this is this is almost like it's a it's like a good time fun it's, thing it's a perfect film for, for a Ben Harris. Stiller guy right you know Ben Stiller has made this niche for himself where he's easily the one as long as he's not in like a dodge, it's practically autobiographical for him. Yeah, in a way, and 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 you always have this thing for Ben Stiller, at least in the last ten years of his movies, where it's easy to get behind him and feel him as the everyman, and you really want him to succeed past his weird, goofy embarrassments. Whether it's there's something about Mary, or whether you know, I mean, he right. does things a, a little differently in some films, but when he plays this kind of guy you automatically subscribe to him and rooting for him. Right. So in, in that regard, it's... A, he's, he's, just got, he's just got like that face. He's you know? like, and he his, looks, his demeanor. He looks exactly like a guy this character. Looks, yeah. And, you know, not to like try to be mean to Ben Stiller or anything, but, that's great. you know, he's like just good looking enough. Mm-hmm. And then... I think I've heard this a lot. And, and then, and, but he's not really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's no Tom Cruise, but he's no ashtray. He's like right, right in the middle. But, but there are these things that he does in the film that really work well. And you know, we'll get to those and we'll talk about them. But there are these weird mistakes that it almost seems like, it almost seems like a combination of the new Forrest Gump and an ad for like Nike shoes, right? Coupled with the the slogan of "You only live once." And with a soundtrack behind it. Right. Now I'm 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 using that as an example, but strangely enough, those little scenes are some of my favorite ones. And the one that's going to be the easiest to talk about is when he finally finds Sean Penn and they play soccer with some Afghan kids. Right. I love that moment. Like, yeah. That was so the, fun. The to whole watch. thing. And and you know what's what's funny about that scene to me, um, basically kind of that whole part, right? Yeah. Is. Uh, when he finds Sean Penn and it's supposed to be like unexpected, it right. actually is. It really is. And it's like for it, a movie yeah. to be able to manage that on the quest as the, you know, he just says, Excuse me. Right. He's like And you go, Whoa yeah, it, there really, you are. it really is. Well I guess okay, so I'm gonna I'm I'm at a little better than average, but not as much fun as you, even though I had more fun than I'm gonna give it credit for. I was at a six. Yeah. You know, it just the mistakes that it had Sometimes it felt like this was in a boardroom and someone was like, well, let's do Stiller's film because we have all this amazing CGI now. Right. We can do this um, Stretch Armstrong scene where they're skidding and skiing down right, asphalt. Right. And that just looks so only there to sell like a toy from McDonald's to me. Right. The, the biggest detriment I'll say to the film before we start getting really into it is... Unlike films like Night at the Museum, and I'm not talking like Tropic Thunder, because he plays somebody totally different in those kind of films, but in a film like Night at the Museum, where he's kind of this guy, yeah, those films have a heart. Like, there's a real soul to it. And in this, it, it, this should have a huge heart and a huge soul, because it's built into Walter Mitty. You want to root for this guy right. to eventually overcome his insecurity and his flightiness to stand up and be the guy he imagines himself to be to the people who are always oppressing him. And Ben never finds that, and he never sells it. He does it right. at the end, and it's this moment that the film builds towards, and, 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 and he you, falls flat. And you, just, you, no don't get it, you don't get it a tenth of what you should. Right. If, and it's if not this that movie he has to, all came together better, and, 
that end should like it should crush you. And yeah, it yeah. should be the most important thing that you feel during the whole thing. And in the end, I'm still thinking, man, I wish that scene 15 minutes ago with the soccer thing was still going on. Cause that exactly. And, and in that regard, that's why this film really stumbles and missteps, even though, you know, and that's, a, that's a critical kind of assessment of it, even though, for the most part, during the whole movie, I'm having fun with it. Right. Like, I'm having just enough fun, but, man, I should you, be having you're a having, lot more You're fun. having, basically, like, just enough fun for you to kind of go, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, it's like, okay. It, it's like, just, like, I shouldn't it's, be it's just it's fun okay. enough, it's yeah. just fun enough that you, it doesn't really shove you away. Right. But it's not actually fun. Before, it's, it's before just the opposite of yeah, not liking. Before Ben whatever. Stiller actually goes off on this Walter Mitty adventure that he feels that he has to do in order to keep a job he's already lost, um, you know, I'm kind of looking at this movie and like, yeah, ten years ago this would have been an Adam Sandler film. Right. I can see the villain who's always like at the office, kind of on in this. And it would have like been a lot thing. worse, but it still, really would have been. But. <laughs> But, you know, he's in charge. He's the one on this. This is his project. Like you said, he's direct, He's directing it. He's starring in it. He didn't he may have co-written some of it. I can't remember. But he's, you know, he's in charge of all these decisions. And he's a really smart guy when it comes to these films. Right. I don't know what happened with this. And, and you know, this, the, the thing right is, point. too, like, we have said this a lot of times before. This is one of those movies for me that if it was worse, it would have been better. Yeah. If be, it's be, if it had been better, it'd it had been better. But definitely, it's, if it had been worse, it's because it been it, if it wouldn't have had so much potential and yeah. had so many parts that are really good, there are a there lot are of parts that are really, really good. good. Yeah, there are a lot of them. And and then you've got that, and then it doesn't work out. Then it's disappointing. Right. And then it's not as good. If it if it wouldn't have been as good in the first place, then right. you'd have just said. You know, then it would be like an Adam Sandler movie. Sure. And when you're watching Adam Sandler movie, you're not is, you're not saying, look, this doesn't work and that doesn't work. You're right. just going, all right, and play along. And, and you've said this before, and I've agreed and said it in a different way, but really, not every film has to be, you know, the Schindler's List of the year. You can just make a film to have fun. Right. And this is one of those films that you want to go out. This is a Christmas Day film. Go but out and have this fun. This could have been. It would. It could have really been big. This could have been a movie that, you know, people be watching twenty years from now. Yeah. This could have been a really awesome movie. Yeah. And you know, the thing that, <clears throat> the thing that kind of sells it in a way for me is that, the end is exactly the right end. Yeah. And when you get like when we finally get the picture. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we should probably run quick, through this really down. quick. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't need a big one. Um, it's just yeah. So Ben Stiller is Walter Mitty. He works at Life Magazine, which is ha- has been uh, bought and is being basically changed around so that it doesn't have a print version anymore, right. and it's just going to be an online thing. And he has been the guy in charge of the actual physical pictures yeah the negatives when they for come like in. 16 years right right and uh, and apparently one of the funny parts of it is that there are very few people who use film anymore right so I don't know he's being you know he, he, his jobs being taken away by technology and to a certain extent anyway right and uh, and so there's like this whole transition thing, and uh, you know while we're talking about that too, another real serious problem that I had with the movie is uh, the guy who uh, comes in to take over, and I can't remember his name right now. But I, uh, um, the guy who is becomes the whatever he is, he's the manager in charge of the transition, which right. is the dumbest thing yeah, ever. Adam, anyway, Adam Scott. yeah, Adam Scott, and I like him yeah. in a lot of stuff, right. and he is just all kinds of the wrong guy for me to yeah. be playing this role because I just couldn't stand watching him after after the first like 30 seconds or a minute because there's a weird aesthetic with everyone and there's a there's a parody here because later when Walter Mitty comes back he's all rugged looking and he has a beard so well, there's a thing about and, and this see, manly there, beard but there, Adam Scott looks there like there is a, a weird beard thing in this movie Adam Scott looks like and everyone else around him looks like your kid when you go see him at the middle school or elementary play and he's got to be a and, Lincoln, and, and he's, he's got, got it pasted on, on or whatever right it just doesn't and, look at, at all right. It's it's a strange thing it totally doesn't look it's very disarming right. it, it looks like it's 
cannot possibly be real, real beard, right? Right. And there is a very strange beard thing going on mm-hmm. in this movie. Like we're trying to make some massive statement like about a man, beardness, a man right? Is a man who Only beard. real men have beards, right? And when uh, <laughs> when he does, when he comes back from the event adventure, he's got his you know rugged, he's man- manly beard, right, yeah. right? And that's a real beard. That, right. That's what beards are. Right, yeah. That's what real men have. Right. And when we see uh, when when we see Sean Ben, yeah, he's got his rugged manly beardness. Right. And it's almost like this thing: like beards are only real when they are what happens when you don't pay attention to how you look, like right. girls do. I'm too busy, or something like I'm too that, busy right? fighting sharks to shave. That's why my beard is right. Manly. And then that's what a beard is. Right. And uh, what Adam Scott has is this thing where other people try to pretend they're men right. and grow beards on purpose right. and go to the salon and have them yeah. beard you up or whatever, right. yeah, <laughs> or whatever right. they do. Yeah, trim And my, trim uh, it exactly in the yeah. right way. And it's do very whatever. metrosexual, and his is mountain it's rugged. It's so weird, yeah. right? Anyway, it, anyway. It's such a whole weird thing. But, um, He's the negative but I man. just couldn't stand him. He was... Yeah, he, he was, was just the wrong guy. And right. he, he couldn't even sell me on what he was, right? Right. And, you know, the thing that sucked about it is that he's supposed to be, like, this weird, hard-ass guy who comes in to switch everything around. Right. Which Fire he, everybody, He basically. says several times that he's, like, the managing director of the... The transition. transition yeah, yeah, whatever. Which... Is not, can just could not be a thing. I'm the guy, I mean, I'm but, the guy that, that tells you you're fired and gives you. Your, but the thing is, it's like uh, it, he's he's such a little weasel yeah. character that you know there's one there's one point where uh, Walter Mitty has one of his you know escapists has kind of has one of his yeah moments <laughs> yeah. where he starts imagining they're in like the elevator. And he starts imagining, like, <laughs> telling him off. And yeah. and then later on, there's another one where he imagines, like, beating him up. And, right, and, yeah. and I'm going, I'm not sure that these two characters, he would even imagine beating him up. He right. would just beat him up. Right. He would yeah. just smack him yeah, around. Because right. he's such a, like, little harmless, like, yeah. douchey guy. Out of yeah. Him. Anyway, I, but so it really kind of threw me off that it, that he was weird. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that I was going to say a million years ago about the thing, um, as soon as, uh, when we get to, well, okay, we should you were, you were c- continue recapping, I guess. So in charge of the negative. That's what he does. Now it's, it's about to be the last episode. Yeah. And uh, Sean Penn plays this super famous photographer. Yeah. Who has apparently donned the cover of everything? He's sold, forever, yes, right. like sold cover shots and and photos to Life magazine forever, and he's super crazy, awesome photographer who travels the world. Right, and uh, he sends in some film to to uh, Walter Mitty, and he had there's like a little note, and it says frame twenty five. That's that's, that's the, one. the one. Yeah, you know, you got to have that one. So then they look through the film, and there's no frame. 25 and uh, he he also sends a wallet right with uh, the life magazine logo yep. this leather wallet that's inscribed with it and then on the cover it even it even you know says some little message right. like to you because you always knew what to do with it and right. he's got there's some weird like long distance never having actually met bromance going on yeah. with dude who works in the basement and takes care of the pictures and this super famous photographer and uh, he basically dreams of being like, in, in a way like, he right really yeah wants to be Sean and Walter Mitty like right and and it's it. actually it's kind of funny because uh, Walter Mitty there's one part in the movie that I really like just because it was this weird you know kooky moment um, because all of the things that Walter Mitty daydreams about yeah. And he does all these, like, fantastic things in his daydream, which he doesn't actually do that many fantastic things. It doesn't actually happen that much right. in, in the movie. Um, but all of these, like, awesome things where he's dreaming about he's some better person, and then you get far enough along in the movie, and you see there's the photographer dude standing on a plane mm-hmm. so that he could take pictures of a volcano erupting. Right. And Walter Mitty's looking at him, and it's like, you can't even figure out how to daydream that good enough right. 
to be this guy. Right. To, to be what this guy really does. And I thought that was awesome seeing when we watched that happen. I don't know if maybe, you know, that connected with everyone the way it did with I me, but it. I thought it I was so it. cool. Because I, I saw it and I'm like, that's Walter Mitty. Right. Like, right there, that's your moment. So. And uh, so, so anyway, so we don't have the right picture or whatever. So Adam Scott's on his ass about finding the picture. He's trying to figure out what could have happened to the picture. Then we have to try – then he he basically gets to the point where he says, well, maybe he didn't send it. Right. And we have to, to find him. him. Right. And you can't find him because he doesn't have a phone. And all he does is travel the world in these remote locations. He is the most interesting man in the world. He is far and away the most right. interesting man in the world. And if you didn't – know for sure that he was the most interesting man <laughs> in the world. At one point, there's like this snow leopard. He climbed yeah. the Himalayas to get a picture of this snow leopard that right. no one can get a picture of, and then he doesn't take the picture. Right. That is the most interesting <laughs> right. man in the right. world. Then he just says, ah, forget Let's it. Go I don't want to take this picture. Yeah. Right. Uh, so he has to find him. So the only way he can find him is the last known place that they sent checks because... It's hard to pay him right. <laughs> because he's never he he's never in a place. So yeah. then, so so he's in Greenland. Meanwhile, uh, as lots of other stuff is going on, he's developed this crush uh, right. for this uh, woman who just started working at Life Magazine. Yeah, uh, that's uh, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, and um, so he does some fantasizing about her. He does you know some trying to talk to her. He's on eHarmony only because he heard that she was on it. Right. It's the only reason he signed up for it. And, man, they get a big plug from this. They yeah. Have, they're big sponsors. They, they say eHarmony a lot. lot. This is There's a lot of that going on in this movie, too, though. I, mean, I didn't really wholly like the Patton. I like Patton Oswalt, but the whole eHarmony. I like him, too, and that thing was very goofy. It was really yeah. too long. But yeah. And there was a little was bit much of it, and it was a little, it was a yeah. little goofy, but... Yeah. But anyway, um, so he's trying to meet her on eHarmony, but he's only on eHarmony to meet someone who's 20 feet away from him, all because he really likes the Pina Colada song, and he wants to make some reference about that. And not, I mean, keep jumping in, but again, there's a good moment there. The only thing I did like about it is when Patton Oswalt, because he confesses, I want to meet this woman, she's in my office, I, I, I heard her, she was on your site, and he goes, why don't you just go ask her out? Right. Like, that's another, that's an example of what Walter Cannon can right. do. So, and, and one thing that I do like about the movie is that there are lots of different moments that have a lot more meaning when you get farther into the movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's a weird film. I like that. And it, and one of them that I thought was really interesting to me, um, and I think great work at putting a movie together, Yeah. even if everything doesn't work, is that at the beginning of the movie... He's sitting there staring at his computer, trying to give her a wink on eHarmony. Right. And he's having trouble bringing himself to do it. Right. He won't push the button. He gets up. He walks away. Now, later on, when you find out that it's the only reason he was on eHarmony in the first place. Right. And then you still go back to that scene in your mind and go, but he still can't do it. That is... Yeah. That's a cool thing. That is cool. Um, anyway, so... so the rest of the movie really is just like the race to try and find the picture the movie, and yeah. the guy and he goes to Greenland and yeah. he's four hours late and then he's got to take a helicopter to a boat because maybe he was on the boat mm-hmm. and uh, we've got like these other strange uh, characters that he we've got these other pictures that are like these yeah. weird clues of, of what it could be and of maybe if we figure out what this is a picture of we'll know where he was at the time right. and you know blah 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 and then he's got to go to Iceland, and then there's a volcano erupts, and... A very funny, a very amusingly funny. I was surprised at how easy the joke was, but the shark thing was kind of funny. Right. And that seemed to get a big laugh from the crowd, too. But by the time he gets to Volcano Land, it's all coming together. He Like, he's just on the heels of Sean Penn. Right. And then he just misses him. When he sees him flying, <laughs> when he sees him fly on the plane, that's that is. I mean, it's just fun to imagine that again. That was a great moment. Right. He's just like, my God, I'm so close. Right. And here you are on the plane. And uh, so anyway, the, then he goes back to New York, right. and then there's this whole other kind of little part there where 
you know, he gets fired, everyone's getting fired at, everywhere at the magazine. He still doesn't have the picture, but now he's been fired. Yeah. But then he's trying to take care of his mom and get her into the right, you know, nursing home situation or right. assisted living home or whatever it is. And he's got to have the money for it and, you know, yada, yada, basically. Right. And and then and then he, he finally gets, like, some more idea where he where Sean Penn might be right. and where this picture is. And then finally he just goes, screw it, I'm getting the picture. Right, right. And then he goes after and then uh, and then finds out the picture's lost and more with Kristen Wiig and everything comes together. Yeah. And that's basically your movie. It's like the quest to find this one picture that's going to be the last ever cover of Life Magazine right. and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when... Um, it's it's weird, like we were talking about how uh, the end comes together. And for me, the ending of the movie is practically perfect. Not absolutely perfect, but the the ending, like let's say the last ten minutes yeah. or something like that, is really good. The the whole picture thing, that's a really scary thing because you might think that that picture won't actually deliver. Right, you know, it, it, it seems like it, a MacGuffin at this point. Right, like we've we've made too much of it. it. You get to a point where you think you're never going to see it. Right, and uh, we've ruined the movie there. Right, so right, <laughs> we spoiled that for you. But um, but then when you do get it, it's a really great picture, and it right. actually really works and everything. Yeah. But the ending is done exactly right. It's not at the end of a movie that can deliver it, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. and the thing that I hate about that, because mm-hmm. otherwise it would kind of be okay. You'd go, well, well this yeah. doesn't have that much. But the part where he finds Sean Penn, mm-hmm. like from the moment that he actually finds him, yep. there's a little bit too much of going up that mountain. There's a lot of that mountain. But uh, from the moment he finds him to like the time they get done playing the yeah, mangled the, soccer. Right. I don't know what it's a special soccer they play at like the top fruit, of the yeah. Himalayas, right? Yeah. Uh, for that whole scene, all the way till they get done uh, playing that game, that's one of the best scenes yep. I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and Sean Penn is oddly perfect at it. It's so weird. Yeah, and you've got that scene, that scene in itself, with the ending. And just have those two things. You almost get it just yeah, from just that. From, just from that alone. And I, the fact that then you can't get it with all the rest of the movie, right. that irritates right. me. Right. There's so much good. Like my, it, it goes without saying at this point, I think. We both, I don't know if it's yours, but we've both talked about this scene enough. But the whole thing involving Sean Penn is the heart of the film. Yeah. And, and the, the notion of Walter Mitty having to climb, you know, the mountains in the Himalayas, and there's a bit of a funny hand-signaling thing between the Sherpas that he had to hire. I right. mean, that, that's all well and good, and it serves to buffer a bit of the long exposition that they want to show, because we're here, let's show all the great, beautiful angles of right, going up right. the mountain, blah, blah, blah. But, of course, he gets to the to the top, and the wise man, you know, you, you're basically this guy who you see in every New Yorker con- cartoon of, i got to go find the wise man to tell me the meaning of life. He's always on top of a mountain. Right. That's all very transparent. And I was kind of worried that maybe he would never get to the to the Sean Penn character, to Sean. Right. Um, but, man, when he does, it, it's just Sean Penn, basically, he's sitting there, and he's just waiting for everything to come to him. And then he delivers everything perfectly. He is so amazingly subtle in everything. Because even he's asking him, he's like, you know, what do you mean, where's the picture? You're sitting on it. And then, right, right. you know, he's like, what do you mean I'm sitting on it? He's like, well, where's the woman? He's like, I threw it away. Which, you know, that right. that was kind you of know. another thing for me was, you know, as soon as he throws it in the wallet, yeah. uh, he throws the wallet in the trash. If yeah. you didn't know before, which right. you probably should have, right. as soon as he drops that in there, nothing in the universe <laughs> could be more obvious right. than right. Uh, that we know where the picture is. Yeah. So that we've ruined it, that, too. It, well, I mean... It, the film is pretty predictable as it moves along. I didn't right. think there was really anything amazing about what was happening. The only thing I think that the film holds kind of close to its chest is what adventures is Walter Mitty going to have? What daydreams are you going to see him go on? Right. It, that whole Sean Penn thing that basically frees Walter into being who he is for the rest of his life, presumably, 
is so powerful and so important. If they had just been able to suck a little bit out of that and inject yeah. it into that scene that they <clears throat> yeah. to Adam Scott, it still would have been okay. And it's not <laughs> that he just comes in and basically does like a, here's your photo, by the way, you're a jerk. You don't have to be. Like, I don't need that life lesson. Right. I don't need you to punch him out either. <clears throat> I don't right. need you to lay him out on the, you know, on the carpet or anything. Just have some of what you just had. And like you said, how frustrating is it to watch them have it? And then basically let the bottle go. The lightning's out of the bottle now. Right. And they'd be like, ah, oh, we we don't need that anymore. Like, right. You needed everything that you just did right then, and you needed it now. Right. But that Sean Penn thing, I would watch. Whole, I would almost watch the whole movie again just to see that Sean Penn scene because it's so good. Right. And it's all because of Penn. He, I wish and, he and worked so it, much more. I know, and it, you know, it's funny too because uh, especially over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about. Uh, it, you know, with awards coming up and mm-hmm. getting nominated and stuff, and it's, uh, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about acting really well, but is it a hard thing to do, or right. is it a pretty easy thing to do? And Sean Penn is outrageously good and in a really hard <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. To really sell, to sell that guy, yeah. this guy, the way he does, and what... What I think is uh, really awesome about this movie is like the stuff that it doesn't really say, but it's there. But we have to say these other things because that's what we're talking about. But even like in that scene, the thing that you know blows your mind about that scene is that the whole scene kind of comes together with Sean Penn almost like being as impressed and as interested in Walter Mitty as Walter Mitty is in him. Yeah. And they never say that. No, and they never they it. never yeah. even really hint at it a lot, except that the whole time Sean Penn's just going, I think you're cool. Right. And yeah. they never do it. They never say right. that because we have other things to do and other things to say. Right. And for Sean Penn to be able to deliver all of the stuff that he does in that one scene that yeah. is hard. Yeah. And if you have the wrong guy in yeah. that role, it comes off condescending. The whole movie would be worthless, right. right? This is big, too, because, again, this is kind of the heart of the film, where somebody sees in Walter the value he doesn't see in himself. And you're right. There's The wrong guy would be that condescending kind of beer guy who's like, I'm the most interesting guy in the world. Right. You know, that guy. And that's not the person that you need in this moment but you do kind of believe when Sean Penn is like, "Where's the where's the gift I gave you?" Right. Like you and understand that hurt my feelings. Like, feelings. Like you understand. Like he's a little playful there, but he's also like, "Man, I really meant that." But at the same time, yeah, he's like, very I, seriously giving it, you this yeah, gift. And he's almost like, like he's almost like Walter Mitty. I mean, Walter has a sister and a mother, and his dad's passed away, so he's got this this family unit. But in a weird way, Sean is like his human validator. Right. Like, he's basically saying, man, I think you're amazing, and I'd hang out with you if I wasn't so busy climbing the Himalayas and right, doing right. all this stuff. But Walter never sees it and can't see past himself to see it. But because that isn't actually said in the film, but the way Sean looks at him, right. and, like his tone when he's talking to him, and like when he's like, look, man, we're not going to get this leopard. Let's just go down here and see these kids, because that's the moment I want to be in, and I want you in it. Right. That's it. Right. And and there's this it's it, awesome. It, oh man, that seems so great. It, and it's uh, it it's kind of strange because all of the things that you're trying to do with Walter Mitty and his wanting to be more interesting. Right. To talk uh, just a minute about other things uh, in the movie, other parts that I didn't like about the movie <laughs> all that much. Right. Yeah. I I didn't like. There's two things with the daydream that I didn't like. First of all, they don't do it enough. Right. For it to be the whole premise of the movie. Right. The idea that we have going is that he does this a lot, and as we're in this critical moment in his life, and he sort of becomes more interesting, then he doesn't have to do it as much. Right. So he does it less, because there's actual interesting stuff going on. Right. Right? So he doesn't do it. But we don't get enough of him doing it. Mm -hmm. For it to kind of be this whole premise of the movie, we need him do that a little more. Uh, I agree. And I think for better reasons, for yeah, more interesting reasons. And the second part that I don't like about it is that most of the time, you know, and this is like something that stuck in me because of the original right. movie, probably, right. but when he does it, what he should be daydreaming are things that he would do. Right. Not 
having magical powers. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Like when he does it in the elevator and he just kind of tells the guy off. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff. Yes. That's the realm anyway. Yeah. And, you know, he could do more interesting stuff, but what he's not supposed to do is like that that donkey fight scene thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's what you daydream about doing, yeah. right? That's not that's not what he right. should, I think, be daydreaming right. about doing. What he should be daydreaming about doing is stuff that he might actually do. Yeah. And you know, the saving the dog one is all okay. That's very Walter Mitty-ish, because even in, in the Danny Kaye font, but even in the original story, which again, it doesn't have to be like that, but he's, you know, he's like a bombing, uh, a, a pilot that's World War hero, and he's an assassin right. who has to testify. Like, he has these glorious superpositions. Right, and that's okay. And like, that he can right. daydream, I would be fine with him daydreaming about anything that Sean Penn really did. Right, but when he starts Feasible. daydreaming about being Superman, right, yeah. that's a whole different thing. Or that we, you know, jump through the building, we're skateboarding, destroying the right. city, and all that stuff. That just like really, I don't know. That just all rubbed me the wrong way. Right, but it's still interesting to get. However, you get to that point with Sean Penn, right. and what is really cool and comes through and does not come through nearly well enough in the end. Because, like we both said, the end of this movie should just it should, you throw have, you on yeah. the floor and kick you when you're down, right? right? And it's it's there somewhere. It almost could do it. Yeah. And he daydreams like like I just said because there's he sees interesting people, and then he and he's not interesting, right? Because as he tells the uh, guy on eHarmony, you know, right. what do I put what? in your been there done that? Well, I haven't been anywhere and I haven't done anything. Yeah. So I'm not interesting. And then he gets to Sean Penn, and Sean Penn goes, nobody thinks that they're interesting. Right. It doesn't matter what you do. You never think you're interesting. Right. You think other people are interesting. It's just that you are so in the right place to not seem interesting or whatever. But here's, like, the most interesting man in the world and and, wants to hang with him. Right. Right. (laughs) And... And you know what's, you know, like, Walter Mitty looks at him and goes, well, if, well, if I ever was actually near him, yeah. he would just go, whatever, get away from me. Right, who are you? You know, you know what? Right. right. Yeah. And and yet, right. very different thing. I don't know. And yeah. and it's really cool. And if, if only we could have got there better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even certain scenes like the scene even though a little bit I think it went wrong, but when he gets to, uh, uh, I don't even remember now, it's when he gets to Greenland mm-hmm. and there's the big goofy guy that yeah, they get get in the bar pilot, fight because yeah. there's only eight people in yeah, Greenland. That's actually kind of funny. That all was good, yeah. except that it was not perfect. Right. But that part was really good and got us sort of more to Walter Mitty. Yeah. And even the part up until he like jumps on the helicopter. I thought that was great. Yeah. But then it's like swimming in this big sea of lots of other stuff around it that it is not effectively doing what it needs to do. This is a movie that, like, at the when we get to the Sean Penn scene and we get to the end, if we really... Because you know that Ben Stiller made this movie just to have the scene with Sean Penn. Right. And uh, actually, we we have a caller. We can't... can't (laughs) We this can't is, take the call. This today. is horrible. We are we're in the midst of a uh, dilemma of technical the new, the issues. The new setup right? we have doesn't allow us to take a call this week, which right. is really, really weird. And, uh, yeah, all we had time to square away right now is being able to be here at all. But yeah. we are going to have to make some adjustments in, eight, in order that. to be able to hear a caller. Right. So, uh, so please, sorry, please so call so, in again. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm really sorry, caller. Um. Anyway, when I was, you know, Ben Stiller only made this movie because he wants to get to the Sean Penn scene. Yeah. And, you know, to a certain extent, he wants to get to the end, right? Right. But this is a movie for that to really work and for me to ever give it anything better than a seven or yeah. for it to do something like that. Right. This is a movie where you have to get there as perfectly as the scene yeah. you're trying Allows, to get to, yeah. you know? Right. 
So now we were thrown by the call. Yeah. I think. Well, we're, but we're, we've, we're, we've only got a minute left. We've got a minute left, and I think we did everything. Now, we're, yeah, we're, we're not going to get to Mr. Banks. We'd have to go uh, a whole nother <laughs> who knows what. Well, actually, you haven't seen it. I'm going to say right now, we will probably uh, throw in some quick uh, Saving Mr. Banks next yeah. week. But I'm going to say uh, I'm almost at exactly the same place with that movie. I think maybe seven and a half, yeah. but uh, oh. probably not higher than that. But that's a weird movie. Yeah. And, and that is a movie I think I would love to get some uh, emails or some li- listener reaction yeah. um, because I don't think Emma Thompson well, I'm gonna, deserves I'm gonna in the a nomination for that. Yeah, I'll so, see you in the next day or two. But anyway, anyway yeah. we're getting out of here. Yeah, we're, uh, we're definitely out of time. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And uh, if you happen to be live, man, you are awesome because right. <laughs> you are you just... You watch for us. Yeah. Um, we're going to be back next week, like we said, and uh, we're going to have Wolf of Wall Street. We'll see what everyone's complaining about. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. Well, okay, so the, yeah, the, the time go. really ended fast right. all of a sudden. Sometimes that clock is not going at normal clock. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're, we're not going to stick around, but thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, subscribe, share, iTunes, Stitcher, any any app you can get news <laughs> yeah. or podcasts on whatever got you we're there yeah. right and uh, and seriously you must make other people listen to the show because that, right. that's that's, <laughs> that's your job is, right uh, but we will see you next week and get your emails in thanks a lot for tuning in goodbye bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Yo, everybody get up, everybody get up Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money Geico also has fast and friendly claim service So they can help you when you need it most And while I do love being a hype man I also love reading for children's audiobooks Like little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep And she don't know where to find them Yo, Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more